The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent. This program is intended for educational purposes. आप सुन रहे हैं रेडियो अजीम प्रेमजी यूनिवर्सिटी मेरे राम का नाम जो लेवे बारो बार त्याके पाओ मेरे तन की पैजार हासत खेलत चालत बाट खाना खाते सोते खाट जातन सो मुझे कुछ नहीं प्यार असते के नहीं हिंदू धेड़ चमार जाका चित लागा मेरे राम को नाम कहे तुका मेरा चित लागा त्याके पाओ दिस पोएम is by the 17th century marathi saint poet tukaram but as many of you would have noticed the poem itself is actually in hindi a dakkani form of hindi from the 17th century tukaram also wrote some poems in this language here tukaram is saying that caste doesn't matter to him jatan so mujhe kuch nahi pyar as long as the fellow traveler the person he is talking about has ram in their heart then it's enough for him he eats with them he travels with them happily and not only that kahe to ka mera chit laga kya ke pao he is ready to submit himself to that person no matter who they are what their caste is you know poets are the people who always remind us of the things that we are in danger of forgetting as a society remind us of what it really means to live a good life even a virtuous life and just to be a human being so let's look at poetic traditions that have performed the function over the centuries of reminding us of our core values and those values are no big surprise they are the same ones that are found in our constitution they are the same ones that many societies try to live by liberty equality fraternity justice all of these big ideas that are there um and have been there through history what the constitution i mean the constitution of course says many things it provides a framework for running the country also but the part that we are talking about now which is um where these founding values are mentioned these are not new values by any means the constitution is just the latest if you will formal modern way of saying them and these poetic traditions that we will talk about in our series now and the biggest example of this in india is the bhakti tradition you find poets from all over india from hundreds of years saying the same thing over and over again sometimes you read a poem from the 1200s and it's really not saying anything very different from a poem written 400 years after that or 500 years after that or 300 years before that they are doing the duty of every generation of reminding that living those people living then what it means to be alive the idea that humans are humans fundamentally they are not different from each other despite class and so on that's i don't think is a modern idea and we see this repeatedly in the kind of poems that we are going to look at in our show as well that whatever ideology of the day exists that claims people are not equal or people are different by birth and so on that is challenged in its time in every age there is such an ideology but in every age it's also being challenged what i'm really interested in is exploring the histories of these constitutional ideas over the course of the next few episodes we will travel all over india listen to all kinds of people in many many different languages we will go to pandharpur in maharashtra where we will hear from the marathi varkari poets like namdev the tailor or chokha mela the mahar we will travel north to banaras and hear from kabir the weaver raidas the cobbler we will travel to rajasthan we will hear from meera and other poets of that region we will also go down south to karnataka and we'll hear from the kannada vachanakaras people like devarudasi meya the weaver or madara chennaiya the cobbler these people constitute the bhakti path or tradition 
But first, before all that, I want to start our journey in 20th century Bombay. Bhakti Republic with Amit Basole. Episode 1 Sara Jaha Hamara. The early decades of the 20th century saw the emergence of the film industry in Bombay, which is a fascinating story in itself. We don't have the time to really go into the details of how. opium and textiles and all kinds of industries played a role in the ultimate rise of the film industry if you are interested in these uh, things then check out the extra that we have along with this episode on the history of the film industry but for now i want to just highlight one particular aspect which is the emergence of a huge new public sphere for writers and poets to access what do i mean by that well think about it these films are being produced cinema halls are coming up film going is becoming an activity the films of course have music as a very key component to them the songs are going everywhere not only when people see the film but also mainly through radio and things like that there is a uh, audiences being created all over the country all the way from the punjab and sindh to the parts of uh, modern north india up and that whole area all the way to bengal in maharashtra there's an immense reach of this new medium that is now available for writers and artists of all kinds to make use of the most uh, uh, interesting for our purposes the users of this newly available vast public sphere are uh, to create a new public consciousness rather than only to entertain or to reinforce older values seem to have been the progressive writers and poets they used older forms of poetry older themes to make new points they wrote about love of course but they also wrote about equality justice fraternity and so on sahir ludhianvi took a leaf from his older contemporary faiz ahmed faiz and turned his love poetry into a vehicle talking about social change and revolution so for example if faiz asked his lover to not demand of him the same kind of unconditional love that he could once provide mujhse pehli si mohabbat mere mehboob na mang as faiz says sahir very similarly asks his lover to meet him somewhere other than the taj mahal he says meri For him the Taj is not a symbol of love but of feudal exploitation and in this song he is asking his beloved look what we see all of these grand edifices and so on that's not really ours that's somebody else in some other age using somebody's money they made it why should we feel anything about it it's a very interesting take on the Taj Mahal and he ends this poem with a very famous line i think many of you would have heard एक शहनशाह ने दौलत का सहारा लेकर हम गरीबों की मोहब्बत का उड़ाया है मजाक सो ही इज टेकिंग अ वेरी डायरेक्ट शॉट एट दैट ऑस्टेंटेशियस डिस्प्ले ऑफ लव नाउ द थिंग टू नोट हियर इज दैट नो फैज एंड मेनी अदर्स अलोंग विद हिम वुड हैव ऑफ कोर्स रिटर्न अ लॉट ऑफ दीज काइंड ऑफ पोएम्स रेवोल्यूशनरी पोएम्स पोएम्स यर्निंग फॉर सोशल चेंज they had been writing them they had been publishing them in literary journals they had been reciting them in mushairas but at most a few thousand people would read the poem maybe a few hundred would listen to it at a mushaira now they were writing poems that were reaching a thousand times that number not even the bhakti poets could instantly reach that many people at once eventually of course they did because they had the time bhakti over the centuries 
गोज एवरीवेयर कबीर गोज एवरीवेयर सो कबीर्स ऑडियंस इज इवेंचुअली मिलियंस ऑफ पीपल बट इट टुक अ लॉट ऑफ टाइम टू कंस्ट्रक्ट दैट पब्लिक स्फियर वेर पीपल वर पार्ट ऑफ दिस ट्रेडिशन हियर इन द स्पेस ऑफ अ फ्यू डेकेड्स अ पोएट लाइक साहिर can go from writing revolutionary poems that only perhaps his other revolutionary friends are going to read to writing a poem like jinhenaz hai hind pe wo kahan hai a very searing powerful poem that is going to play in every town in the country the marriage of progressive poets with bombay cinema took urdu poetry out of a limited literate literary circle and its small oral mushaira performance and so on and gave it much larger audiences sahir is probably the first person that comes to mind when one talks about um, social protest poetry progressive poetry socially conscious whatever you want to call it of that period of the 1950s 60s um he wrote uh, you know some of the most memorable poems and i'll give you i'll give you some examples two movies फिर सुबह होगी फ्रॉम 1958 एंड प्यासा फ्रॉम 1957 दे बोथ विद इन वन ईयर ऑफ इच अदर फिर सुबह होगी बेस्ड ऑन दोस्तेवस्की क्राइम एंड पनिशमेंट एंड गुरुदत्त प्यासा ऑफन सेट टू बी बेस्ड ऑन साहिर हिमसेल्फ इन अ वे लाइक टेकिंग सीन्स फ्रॉम साहिर्स लाइफ सॉर्ट ऑफ देर इज अ फनी सीन in uh, pyasa some of you may remember where this young poet has gone to the magazine editor uh, and asked are you going to publish my poems or not right and it's the editor's office and if you watch carefully meer takimi's portrait is hanging on the wall in the office uh, and uh, he says main aapke paas kuch nazme chhod gaya tha padhi hai aapne ji ha padhi pasand aayi aapko unhe apne risale mein chhapiye na to he says i'm not going to publish it kyun chhapu saab मेरा दिमाग खराब हुआ है क्या आपकी बकवास कोई शायरी है पढ़ गए भूख और बेरोजगारी के पीछे लट लेके एंड ही इज थ्रोन देम इन द वेस्ट पेपर बिन ही फाइंड्स देम इन द वेस्ट पेपर बिन कि आपने इसको रद्दी की टोकरी में फेंक रखा है तो क्या तो क्या मैं इसके सर पे रखूं ही सेस एंड देन इज अ वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग एक्सचेंज व्हिच एग्जैक्टली यू कैन इमेजिन वुड बी अ प्रोग्रेसिव पोएट्स इमेजिनेशन ऑफ व्हाट द ट्रेडिशनल पोएट्री वर्ल्ड इज लाइक एंड व्हाट आई एम फाइटिंग अगेंस्ट जनाब शायरी नाम है नजाकत का गुलो बुलबुल पे शेर कहिए जवाब नहीं है आपका जाम और सुराही पे शेर कहिए आप शायरी करते हैं या हजामत मीरो मोमिन को पढ़ाया आपने पढ़ाया आपने जी उन्हें भी पढ़ा है और जोशो फैज को भी जो आपकी समझ से बाहर हैं लाइए मेरी नजमें होंगे यहीं कहीं ले जाना फुर्सत के वक्त सो so, poetry is about delicate things sing about you know flowers write about uh, uh, you know wine glasses and so forth uh, not poverty and unemployment these are not subjects for poetry what are you doing are you a barber or a poet um which is of course an insult in in a certain kind of way it is a castler also and we will talk about uh, in a later episode a very famous barber poet from mp called uh, sena navi navi or naiz his uh, occupation and his name is sena Uh, anyway but that's for another time uh, so this scene from pyasa to me is a lot like what you know when people say it's based on somebody like sahir that's the scene that comes to my mind um but sahir wrote for these two films some of the most memorable songs that we associate with this kind of a movement and i'll start with one which uh, is brilliant and funny chino arab hamara this song um is a parody of two songs of ikbal so sahir's uh, just to remind you sahir's song goes chino arab hamara hindustan hamara rehne ko nahi hai sara jahan hamara ikbal had two songs one was called tarana e hind which everybody has heard of i think sare jahan se acha hindustan hamara and one was called tarana e milli anthem of the community which uh, went chino arab hamara hindustan hamara muslim hai hum sara jahan hamara so this was a kind of a pan islamic uh, imagination song that we are uh, you know we are sort of the rulers of the world or something like that uh, he has taken this world belongs to us idea right and he has run with this 
the homeless are everywhere capitalism produces homeless people everywhere they are a feature of the system they're not a bug as we say homelessness which you can translate as la makani la makan in arabic means without home and it's the appellate for god one who is everywhere and has no one place so the homeless are omnipresent they are everywhere the world is theirs so sahir says chino arab hamara hindustan hamara kyun maine ko ghar nahi hai to sara jahan hamara ho gaya in the second verse another very nice and brutal takedown in sare jahan se acha iqbal has some very lofty thoughts about the himalayas parbat ho sabse uncha hamsaya aasma ka wo santari hamara wo pasbaan hamara so it's a it's this majestic mountain which is guarding us it's our sentry it is our guardian pasbaan hamara so what does sahir do with it and the scene in raj kapoor's film here is raj kapoor being hatkaut by the policeman <laughs> so i am penniless otherwise why would this pasban and santri of ours this guardian bother me what is the job of the police it is to bother poor people and to protect the rich fantastically he has taken the himalayas and made it into a hawaldar and i i i just love the causticness with which he has approached this i should clarify that i have a great respect for iqbal's poetry i don't i'm not for a moment saying that iqbal is a bad poet or anything like that but that doesn't mean that i can't also enjoy sahir's brilliant uh, parody the last verse which goes this uh, couplet is uh, very that this sort of captures the flavor of what many people were trying to do i can give many examples of this kind of a thinking there is a poem by kafi azmi who was also a very big part of this progressive writers milieu of the day called makan very powerful poem aaj ki raat bahut garam hawa chalti hai aaj ki raat mein footpath par neend aayegi sab utho main bhi uthun tum bhi utho tum bhi utho koi khidki isi deewar mein khul jayegi ye zameen tab bhi nigal lene pa amada thi pahon jab tooti shaakhon se utare humne in makinon ko khabar hai na makanon ko khabar central idea in that poem is that it's very hot hot winds are blowing and that it's going to be difficult to sleep the high point of the progressive poetry movement in film is thought to be in pyasa where sahir reaches really the pinnacles i think of his poetic uh, power uh, and one of the most famous uh, there are two kind of iconic songs here one is ye duniya agar mil bhi jaye to kya hai but my favorite is really the other one jinhe naaz hai hind ke puche ye neelam ghar dil kashi ke ye lutte hue karwaan zindagi ke kahan hai कहा है मुहाफिज खुदी के जिन्हें नाज है हिंद पर वो कहा है कहा है कहा है कहा है एंड द स्टोरी बिहाइंड द सॉन्ग इज ऑल्सो वाइट इंटरेस्टिंग दिस इज एक्चुअली अ प्री एग्जिस्टिंग पोएम सो मेनी टाइम्स वॉट हैपन वॉज दैट पोएट्स लाइक साहिर हैड ऑलरेडी रिटर्न पोएम्स दैट दे फेल्ट वुड Uh, be appropriate to certain situations in the film and so on and they would bring those in now one problem that this posed was that a person like sahir often wrote in a very high register of urdu he was a, he was a literary poet uh, so it was often felt that the language would be a bit beyond uh, the ordinary film person for example the refrain of jinnay naaz hai hind pe wo kahan hai the original refrain was not 
जिन्हें नाज है हिंद पे वो कहाँ है इट वेंट version. Sahir achieved two things. His genius was that he simplified this, but also he took a dig once again at Nehru, right? uh, who uh, was at that time often the in the you know subject of ire for these people. So Nehru had recently spoken of being proud of India. He had used the words Hind pe naaz. So Sahir takes that and puts that into his song, and he, he's saying, "Oh, you who say, 'Tumko naaz hai Hind pe, aao yahan pe dekho.'" क्या है वॉट इज द रियालिटी ऑफ हिंद इन द 1959 फिल्म दीदी साहिर हैज अ डिलाइटफुल पेट्रियोटिक सॉन्ग दैट कैन बी फॉर मी इट्स ऑलमोस्ट लाइक अ रिस्पॉन्स ऑफ सॉर्ट्स टू हिज ओन इंडाइटमेंट ऑफ द नेशन इन जिन्हें नाज है विच इज अ एक्सट्रीमली हार्ड हिटिंग सॉन्ग दिस वन इज मच मोर ऑप्टिमिस्टिक एंड अपबीट इट टेक्स प्लेस इन अ क्लासरूम सेटिंग um it right? and sunil that is the uh, teacher and uh, uh, the students say we have a question to ask you uh, and uh, then they break into song of course when i say students is actually asha bhosle who sings <laughs> but uh, they say we've heard that india is one and it is greater than all other countries and whatever look closely we understand what we are seeing that's not at all what we see ek se ek ki baat juda hai dharm juda hai jaat juda hai aapne jo kuch humko padhaya wo to kahin bhi nazar na aaya this by the way is the as a speaking as a teacher your greatest fear right when your students say whatever it is you're teaching i really don't have any use for it i don't see it outside you want to be relevant so sunil that is uh, of course compelled to respond and he says jo kuch maine tumko padhaya usme kuch bhi jhoot nahi bhasha se bhasha na mile to iska matlab jhoot nahi and then he goes on to say डाली पर रह कर जैसे फूल जुदा है पात जुदा बुरा नहीं कर यूं ही वतन में धर्म जुदा हो जात जुदा अपने वतन में सदियों तक इस देश में बच्चो रही हुकूमत गैरों की अभी तलक हम सबके मुंह पर धूल है उनके पैरों की डाइवर्सिटी कैन एग्जिस्ट uh and you know people are fighting that's probably because somebody else has made them fight and it goes on to colonialism and so forth um we have a course here in azim premji university at the undergraduate level all the incoming undergraduates take it it's called understanding india and uh, i was joking the other to my colleague who teaches this course this song is basically the understanding india song he talks about everything in this that uh, you know is covered in these kinds of courses sadiyon ki bhook aur bekari kya ek din mein jayegi is ujde gulshan par rangat aate aate aayegi ye jo naye mansoobe hain aur ye jo naye taameere hain aane wale daur ki kuch dhundli dhundli tasveere hain these plans these efforts that we are making these are all just sort of hazy things of things to come by the way the word mansuba which which is plan literally can also be taken to gesture to the second five year plan which was the big moment of the time right it is the late 50s so sunil so that is summing up by saying that uh things will change but they will take time to change now he's addressing the students directly 
So this new age is not going to come on its own you are going to be the one to bring it Coming up on the other side of the break Often mathematics is about precision, right? Uh, but here again is an instance where ambiguity was utilized to the full power. By the HR and payroll of Babylon, I accepted the offer letter thinking it's forty-four lakhs, but no, it was only forty-four rupees per annum. <laughs> it's a math, math, math world with Divakaran and Shraddha. Out now, only on Radio Azim Premji University. जग बदल घालूनी घाव मज सांगून गेले भीमराव चेंज दिस वर्ल्ड बाय स्ट्राइकिंग अ ब्लो दिस इज वॉट आई हैव लर्न फ्रॉम भीमराव और आंबेडकर दीज वर्ड्स इन द प्रेज ऑफ डॉक्टर बाबा साहेब आंबेडकर वर रिटन बाय द मराठी लोकशाहीर अण्णाभा साठे एंड आई थिंक ऑफ हिम ऐज अ काइंड ऑफ कनेक्टिंग फिगर between the textile world the world of the mills and the mill workers and the marathi speaking world on the one hand and the film world that we have been talking about so far the world of the progressive writers and the urdu poets on the other hand why is he a link well both thematically because they are talking about very similar issues but also personally because there were personal friendships between the marathi lokshahirs and the progressive writers who had come together in the working class struggles happening in bombay in the 1930s 40s and 50s anabhav sathe was born just a year before sahir in 1920 in maharashtra's sangli district he came from the matang community dalit caste in maharashtra and his given name was tukaram he was named for one of the most famous bhakti poets in maharashtra tukaram about whom we will talk more later he later became famous as annabhav sathe he migrated to bombay with his family in 1931 and in many odd jobs he came from a, a poor agricultural family he did many odd jobs including head loading shoe shine boy all of these kinds of things finally he got a job in a textile mill in chembur in 1942 and that's where he was introduced to communist ideas through the unions and so forth So he started composing revolutionary poetry in traditional Marathi forms. And the first two poems that he wrote were first called Nankin Sapowada. It's on the massacre in China uh, during the phase of the Japanese colonialism in China in Nankin. And his second one is called Leningrad Sapowada. It's about the Battle of Leningrad. Uh, Anubhav Sate is interesting because he learned to read and write in his teens. He had none of the cultural capital that. people like sahir and majru came with they came from well to do families they were educated uh, in a some sense either in the traditional educational system or the modern system annabhav sathe was neither um, and yet he became one of the foremost marathi writers uh, you know by the time he died in the 60s he wrote 35 novels 13 collections of short stories he wrote plays travelogues poems a prolific uh, person and what is striking about him is his very organic synthesis of anti class and anti caste critiques of the social order so he is influenced by communism he is himself a worker but he's also a dalit coming from a rural part in place in maharashtra so he's seen both kinds of oppression first hand and that comes through very clearly in his 
poems. He gave a very famous speech uh, in uh, the Dalit Sahitya Sammelan that happened in 1958, uh, where he has a, uh, this is uh, one of his most famous quotes that you will see if you Google him. He says, He jag, he prithvi, sheshacha mastakavar nasun, dalitancha tarhatavar tarleliahe. This world, this earth, is not held up by the Sheshnag of Hindu mythology, but rather is in the palms, in the hands of Dalits, of the working classes. And then he says something very interesting that connects to our bigger theme in what we're trying to do here. Uh, he's, you remember he's talking to writers. This is a Sahitya Samelan that he's addressing. So he says, go close, look, and then write. For Tukaram's truth still holds. To understand people, you must live with them. It's interesting who he invokes to communicate this idea to writers. He's saying if you, if you are in society, living with people, then your writing will be of a certain kind. And Tukaram is the person he goes to to make that point. Suraj Jangde, who is a well-known Dalit scholar, has said that you could even think of him as the forerunner of the entire Dalit cultural renaissance that happens in Maharashtra starting in the 60s. So, uh, names that some people might be familiar with, people like uh, Namdev Dhasal, or Raja Dhale, Daya Pawar, uh, Baburao Bagul. These are all very famous Dalit writers from the 60s and 70s uh, from uh, Maharashtra. And Anabhav Sate could be said to be their progenitor in a way. Uh, and Suraj Yengde also points out that he's possibly the only poet and writer whose statues you can find all over Maharashtra. The story goes that uh, Balraj Sahani was uh, going to sponsor uh, Annabau Sate's trip to the Soviet Union for a world conference of intellectuals for peace, which was organized in 1948. Uh, but Annabau couldn't go because the government uh, refused to issue him a passport at the time. But this story also illustrates the connections that were forming between these people. Um, the other person closely associated with Anabhav Sate is Amar Sheikh. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about him. And if you Google him also, you'll find a very nice photo of Balraj Sahani and Amar Sheikh uh, both uh, hugging each other and with huge smiles on their faces, presumably taken at some rally or the other. So these um, workers' rallies became the point where people like Balraj Sahani and Majru Sultanpuri uh, would meet people like Anabhav Sate and Amar Sheikh because they were part of the same uh, communist movement. Amar Sheikh, who is uh, also very famous alongside Anabhav Sate, he was born Mehbub Hussain Patel. He comes from a OBC Muslim caste uh, in Solapur district of Maharashtra. He went to prison during the civil disobedience movement and so on and then changed his name to avoid detection by the British, moved to Mumbai, became a mill worker and a trade union leader and uh, became part of the same movement and has written again a lot of songs that are very very popular to this day using the same kind of traditional tropes uh, or forms such as Launi and uh, Ovada and we'll play a couple of clips uh, for you. So this song is about uh, working in the mill all day and being tired. And there's another song about how the storm of socialism is coming. If you're interested in checking out the contemporary incarnations of the Marathi Lok Shahir tradition, uh, check out the music of Chaitanya Tamhane's film Court, uh, also an excellent film, uh, but which has performances by uh, Lok Shahir Sambhaji Bhagat. Uh, here is Sambhaji Bhagat uh, performing one of his songs.
खाली पेट हम बैठे हैं भाई फैक्ट्री गेट पे बैठे हैं भाई खाली पेट हम बैठे हैं भाई फैक्ट्री गेट पे बैठे हैं भाई खाली पेट हम बैठे हैं भाई फैक्ट्री गेट पे बैठे हैं भाई इन द सॉन्ग ही इज डिस्क्राइबिंग द टू वर्ल्ड्स द वर्ल्ड ऑफ द हैव्स who are connected to the cyber world who jet around uh, the globe and the have nots the working classes born a year before anna bhau sathe in up sultanpur district as asrarul hasan khan majru received a traditional education in arabic persian and unani medicine but it was his poetry that caught attention making him a shagird of jigar muradabadi famous um, urdu poet of the time majru in a meeting organized for mill workers in bombay recited a poem against jawaharlal nehru he refused to tender an apology and an arrest warrant was issued for him by the then cm of bombay murajid desai what uh, majru had said was he called nehru a slave of the commonwealth he also called him hitler which might have been a overreaction on majru's point but but moraji desai got very upset at this majru went underground also at that point um but when there was a meeting organized to protest uh, faiz ahmed faiz being jailed in pakistan in 1951 majru came out of hiding uh, to to go to that meeting uh, and uh, as he was getting off from the stage after reciting his poetry he was arrested and put in arthur road jail for a year i am talking about majru uh, of course all partly because he is a very famous uh, alongside sahir uh, progressive poet of the era but he has a delightful song which i think not many people have heard perhaps certainly not as famous as sahir's you know iconic songs uh, which is uh, from um, a 1962 film i think the the song is called lahu ka rang ek hai uh, and it has really beautiful poetic treatment of inequality and a kind of a marxist look at the relations of production as it were the poor and the rich being two sides of the same coin uh, uh, rendered poetically so he says so this is not about fate or being born in the wrong uh, place or whatever this is about a social structure that produces these things so we've spoken so far about uh, people like sahir and majru who came from a very literary urdu milieu we've also spoken about people like anna bhau sathe and uh, amar sheik who came from a very different milieu a folk milieu uh, wrote in marathi in my mind the poet who perfectly bridges this folk vernacular world with the cosmopolitan bombay film world is shailendra uh, who is one of the last person that i really want to talk to about today unlike sahir um, who came from an ancestrally rich kind of a family his father was a zamindar Uh, in ludhiana although he sahir was disowned by his father so sahir himself didn't grow up very wealthy but he came from that kind of a milieu shailendra came from a dalit uh, family in uh, bihar he was he belonged to the mochi caste um, in bihar's ara district although shailendra himself was born in rawalpindi because at that time his father was working there he was educated in mathura and he ended up uh, as a railway workshop technician i think he used to do welding Uh, in matunga in bombay in the 1940s that was his job uh, he was already writing poetry and had even published some poems when he was still in mathura uh, there is still uh, today uh, janakavi uh, shailendra marg in mathura if you go there janakavi by the way is just the hindi version of lok shahir they mean the same thing uh, in bombay he became part of ipta the indian people's theater association and the story goes that raj kapoor heard him recite uh his poem at one of the ipta events and offered him a job to write uh, uh for his upcoming film shailendra's language is different from sahir's 
साहिर कुड राइट इन अ फोक और हिंदी इडियम इफ यू वॉन्टेड टू आई गिव यू सम एग्जाम्पल्स एट दी एंड ऑफ दैट वी शुडन फॉलो टू द बाइनरी ऑफ थिंकिंग दैट मुस्लिम पोइट्स रोड इन उर्दू Hindu poets wrote in Hindi, something like that. That was not the case, and I'll give you examples of that too. Uh, but Sahir did come from a very different milieu. You know, he came, he inherited, as I, uh, as we saw in the clip from Pasa earlier, uh, Josh and Faiz, Ghalib, Mir. This is the world of Sahir. Shailendra's world is different. His language is much more eclectic, and he draws powerfully from Hindi and Urdu idioms. elite and folk idioms that's really his genius uh, every time you hear you know protesting college students say har zor zulm ki takkar mein sangharsh hamara nara hai that chalendra he coined this slogan for the striking mill workers in bombay originally the slogan was har zor zulm ki takkar mein hartal hamara nara hai it was a it was a strike slogan uh, or uh, you might have heard tu zinda hai to zindagi ki जीत पे यकीन कर अगर कहीं है स्वर्ग तो उतार ला जमीन पर वेरी पावरफुल लिरिक्स अगेन शैलेंद्र एंड यू हियर दीज एवरीवेयर टुडे आल्सो इन दीज प्रोटेस्ट सॉन्ग्स एंड दैट्स दैट्स शैलेंद्र टॉकिंग टू यू एंड ऑफ कोर्स इवन दोज आर वेरी कर्जरली फेमिलियर विद बॉम्बे सिनेमा सॉन्ग्स हैव हर्ड मेरा जूता है जापान एंड दैट काइंड ऑफ सॉन्ग वॉज हिज ट्रेडमार्क सॉन्ग ही रोट अ लॉट फॉर राज कपूर हिज सॉन्ग्स फॉर तीसरी कसम which is a film that he himself uh, made shailendra made this film it's based on fanishwarnath renu's uh, novel mare gaye gulfam it's a very uh, east up bihar type of a story uh, regionally culturally speaking and his songs like sajan re jhoot mat bolo sajan re jhoot mat bolo khuda ke paas jana hai nahati hai na ghoda hai wahan paidal hi jana hai these are so perfectly they capture the ethos through the language and this was really chalendra's genius this film unfortunately was his undoing it is now a very famous film but it didn't it took a long time to produce it didn't do well and it basically drove him to drink and he died in his mid 40s unfortunately died very young so the the avara of chalendra is the same figure as we saw earlier in chino aur ab hamara like it's that guy who has nothing garbar nahi sansar nahi mujhko kisi se pyar nahi that a kind of alienated proletarian figure uh, this quality of shailendra that i was talking about uh, you know which is uh, bringing together the folk traditions with the uh, uh, more modern sensibilities and so on many people have pointed to this gulzar uh, draws attention to this in a an in interview that he gave a few years ago Javed Akhtar goes even further and he says that uh, he in his mind Shailendra is in the tradition of Kabir and Meera aur uh, Shailendra ji ka to main rishta jodunga Meer Meera Kabir se wo wo silsila hai ke jahan itni sadgi se baat kehne ki salahiyat uh, ho ke jaise ab guide mein hi unka wo gana tha musafir jayega kahan ji तो उसमें एक क्रॉस लाइन है तीन लफ्ज की जिस पे मैं आज तक रश करता हूँ दैट्स वेयर वी शुड सिचुएट हिज अबिलिटी टू टॉक अबाउट वैल्यूज इन अ वेरी डायरेक्ट सिंपल वे एग्जांपल्स ऑफ दिस किसी की मुस्कुराहटों पे हो निशा किसी की मुस्कुराहटों पे हो किसी का दर्द मिल सके तो ले उठा किसी के वास्ते हो तेरे दिल में प्यार जीना इसी का नाम है वेरी डायरेक्ट वेरी सिंपल एंड ब्यूटीफुल Of course, you will find many people drawing on those ideas, and we'll see very shortly Sahir himself also drawing on this. But Shailendra really lives it. Just beautiful capturing that uh, ethos. Uh, but I want to draw your attention to one lesser-known song. Perhaps you know these are all famous songs of Shailendra, but there's one song of his that I really like from a film called Boot Polish. Um, and uh, this is uh, uh, picturized on a couple of young shoeshine boys. and uh, the song goes hum matwale polish wale that's the refrain right and it starts hai 
वाले हम्मत वाले पालिश वाले खैर जरा हो जाने वाले It's a very innocent kind of a song in some ways with through the through children but it takes a very serious turn uh, about halfway through the song when uh, there's a very direct visual attack uh, in a way on caste and now knowing Shailendra's caste background which I didn't say when I sort of just stated the fact that he's a dalit I didn't mention that when this fact came out a few years ago it actually caused quite a stir because it was not a well known fact uh, he himself did not talk about it uh it must have been known in the film world but uh, it was not a publicly known fact his son when he was publishing a book on chalendra few years ago um mentioned this uh, and now you'll find a lot of things online where people are talking about the fact that he was dalit uh, and uh, incidences in his life when he faced caste um, insults and so forth so now keeping that in mind there's a scene from this song which is really powerful to me uh, these guys are talking about being boot polish balas and out of the blue you get the following lines pandit ji mantar padhte hain wo ganga ji nehlate hain hum pet ka mantar padhte hain jute ka muh chamkate hain pandit ko paanch chavanni hai apni to ek hi banni hai phir bhed bhav ye kaisa hai jab sab ko pyara paisa hai Again, you see a very, very uh, how do I put it? Uh, a kind of a child uh, at work, but also someone that the kind of directness that only can come from there. Right? I'm not saying that Chalend is a child, but I'm saying that he can go to a place in his mind and look at society in a way. that just will floor you right? and he's doing it with no difficult words at all right he's just doing it uh, sahir will will have said many many things that you would have to look up in a dictionary to make this point some but chalendra doesn't do that and that's where the kabir mira connection i think uh, really comes in this song by chalendra which is the boot polish song uh, is of a genre which of which there were many in i think perhaps not so much anymore but certainly back then uh songs based on occupations but which made a bigger point than just about being about the occupation right so if you think of uh, champi telmalish right uh, which is sahir's uh, if you remember one line in that goes naukar ho ya malik leader ho ya public अपने आगे सभी झुके हैं क्या राजा क्या सैनिक सो दैट आइडिया ऑफ एवरीवन हैविंग टू बाउ बिफोर द बार्बर इज अ वेरी ओल्ड आइडिया यू सी इट इन सेना नावी द भक्ति पोएट दैट वी विल टॉक अबाउट हु इज अ बार्बर ही टॉक्स अबाउट हाउ एवरीबॉडी हैज टू ही द वे ही पुट्स इट इज ऑल फोर वर्नास बाउ बिफोर अस सो यू दिस काइंड ऑफ यूजिंग द ऑक्यूपेशन एंड इट्स physicality its techniques its instruments everything to make a philosophical point is a bhakti thing to do and it's being done here by shailendra and on the same theme of uh, shailendra and bhakti uh, i referred to this book that was released by his son a few years ago when his caste also became uh, public dr namwar singh who is uh, one of hindi's foremost literary critics uh, when releasing the book he described shailendra as Uh, the greatest dalit poet after sant ravidas who we are going to talk about ravidas of course is a very big icon who's a manchanga to kathoti mein ganga we'll we'll learn more about this later uh, so shailendra has had huge fans among other poets you know as i mentioned javed akhtar talking about him i mentioned gulzar talking about him and uh, nagarjun who i mentioned earlier who is a, a very big hindi poet he wrote a whole poem uh dedicated to shailendra uh, and uh, he says in that uh, he, he refers to shailendra's character and he says tikdam alag rahi muskurati tumhare paas na aayi no tikdam bazi and all of this uh, kind of uh, doing tedha sort of stuff that never came close to you film jagat ki jatil vishamta aakhir tumko raas na aayi the kind of inequality of the film world itself in the end you couldn't bear it uh, as i told you he died young and a disappointed man 
नागार्जुन पोएम सेइंग ओ जनमन के सजग चितेरे जब जब याद तुम्हारी आती आंखें हो उठती हैं गीली फटने सी लगती है छाती जनमन के सजग चितेरे दन हु रियली नोज हाउ टू पेंट the common man's world in poetry so when i think of shalendra he says uh, my eyes well up with tears and my chest bursts with pride or my heart is overflows with pride a beautiful uh, lines in the for shalendra there's a scholar in jamia millia islamia university vinay rajoria who has also written on shalendra and i really like what he says in one of his articles he says that his songs have the essence of indigenous indian consciousness containing in themselves the rationality of the ideas of buddha the intellectual questionings of the upanishads the fervent love of the sufis and most evidently the inseparable humanism and deep optimism of the bhakti tradition of kabir meera nanak and bullesha it is this that i was alluding to earlier when i put him in the middle of people like sahir on the one hand and bhakti poets on the other hand references to bhakti have popped up many times in today's episode and it's worth thinking about the historical presence of bhakti and its many forms of expression all over the country that made a kind of public sphere readily available for these modern poets to communicate their new ideas meaning that the prior work has already been done by the bhakti poets to prepare people's minds for certain kinds of ideas both the kinds of poets we saw today the marathi lokshahirs and the hindi urdu progressives as well tapped into these older forms of poetry to communicate new ideas be it lavni or powada or uh, the ghazal or the doha forms and so on these are all classical or early modern pre modern forms not only that but they used traditional themes to talk about new experiences Right, as Shailendra was doing, he was the master of doing this folk language uh, kind of take, and then tapping into a long history of humanism in our poetic traditions. And finally, I don't want to leave this without pointing out. I think it's probably obvious to many of you that poets like Sahir and Shailendra, they explored a lot of the convenient stereotypes we carry around about language and religion and so on. As scripts demand, poets can. switch the register of the language and tap into a very different tradition i'll give you two examples there's a movie called uh, chitralekha which uh, is sort of set in historical time period you can even think of it as pre islamic and so on it's it's a period drama and there's a song in it uh, that sahir wrote that goes something like this uh and it's it's a meaningful song that that has an important point to communicate sansar se bhagte phirte ho bhagwan ko tum kya paoge sansar se bhagte phirte ho bhagwan ko tum kya paoge is lok ko bhi apna na sake us lok mein bhi pachtao ye bhog bhi ek tapasya hai tum tyag ke mare kya jaane ये भोग भी एक तपस्या है तुम त्याग के मारे क्या जानो अपमान रचयता का होगा रचना को अगर ठुकराओगे दिस इज गोइंग बैक टू वेइंग अर्लियर अबाउट भक्ति एंड लिविंग इन सोसाइटी एज अपोज दिक लाइफ दिस इज दैट इट इज सेट इफ यू रिनाउंस एंड रन अवे फ्रॉम क्रिएशन यू इंसल्ट द क्रिएटर इट इज इन द रिनाउंसिएशन ऑफ द क्रिएशन दैट द इंसल्ट द्रिएटर लाइज अपमान रचयता का होगा रचना को अगर ठुकराओगे एंड दिस इज साहिर गिव यू वन मोर एग्जाम्पल इन द फेमस कवाली फ्रॉम बरसात की रात ये इश्क इश्क है विच मेनी ऑफ यू मे हैव हर्ड देर इज अगेन दिस सॉर्ट ऑफ नाइस शिफ्टिंग ऑफ रजिस्टर्स एज डिफरेंट वॉइस कम इन एंड एट वन पॉइंट द सॉन्ग इफ यू रिमेंबर न तो कारवा की तलाश है न तो रह गुजर की एंड सो ऑन इट्स अ वेरी हाई उर्दू काइंड ऑफ रजिस्टर दैट इट स्टार्ट विथ इनफैक्ट इट गोज न तो कारवा की तलाश है न तो हमसफर की तलाश है मेरे शौक के खाना खराब को तेरे राह गुजर की तलाश है वेरी कॉम्प्लिकेटेड उर्दू आई वॉन्ट इवन बॉडर राइट नाउ टू गो इन टू इट बट एट वन पॉइंट द सॉन्ग गोज इन टू दिस जब जब कृष्ण 
कृष्ण के बंसी बाजी निकली राधा सज के जान अजान का ध्यान भुला के लोक लाज को तज के जल की प्यासी मीरा पी गई बिस का प्याला और फिर अर्ज करी के फर्स्ट जस्ट लिसन टू द लैंग्वेज आई डोंट नीड टू टेल यू दैट इट इज अ कंप्लीटली हिंदी टाइप ऑफ रजिस्टर बट इवन मोर इंपॉर्टेंटली लुक एट व्हाट ही इज टॉकिंग अबाउट यू एंड हाउ ब्यूटीफुली ही इज इनवोकिंग आइडियाज दैट एवरीबॉडी इन अ सर्टेन मिलू वुड बी फैमिलियर विद टुडे वी कैन नॉट परहैप्स टेक इट फॉर ग्रांटेड but particularly the last line darshan jal ki pyasi meera pi gayi vish ka pyala the story and question is that the rana of chitor who is the if you know anything about meera you know the main villain in all her songs is the rana of chitor uh, who sends her the poison cup uh, because she has defied all social norms and she has to die so she drinks the poison cup but of course she doesn't die because she's uh, bhaktin uh, but this is referencing that and the beautiful juxtaposition of darshan jal ki pyasi i'm thirsty for that water of darshan of seeing the divine in its presence and in my thirst for that i'm drinking the cup of poison beautiful and this is there in uh, just lying in the middle of this 15 20 minute qawali that maybe most people don't even get to this part where this happens and it's written by sahir one last thing i want to just draw your attention to uh, in terms of the legacy later you know we've talked a lot today about mainly the 50s 60s kind of time in bombay cinema uh, but the shadow of progressive writing is much longer than that um and uh, just one example i'll give you which is uh, Uh, Piyush Mishra's tribute to Sahir, right? Uh, Dunya o Dunya, um, which uh, very deliberately, I mean, in fact, directly invokes Sahir's Piyasa song. Ye Dunya agar mil bhi jaaye to kya hai? So you can see that uh, Piyush Mishra, who's a much more contemporary poet, is still carrying forward those memories uh, in very direct ways. गालिब के मोमिन के खाबों की दुनिया मजाजों के उन्न कलाबों की दुनिया गालिब के मोमिन के खाबों की दुनिया मजाजों के उन्न कलाबों की दुनिया फैज फिराकों साहिर मखदूम मीर की जौक की दागों की दुनिया ये दुनिया अगर मिल भी जाए तो क्या है ये दुनिया अगर मिल भी जाए तो क्या है ये दुनिया अगर मिल भी जाए तो क्या है well we've taken a very long tour in today's episode from the history of bombay and then bollywood and uh, we've talked about various kinds of poets who were writing in different languages in those 40s and 50s uh, and what i want to draw attention to just on my way out is the combination of artistic excellence and immense popularity that really characterizes these people whether we are talking about the marathi lok shahirs or the progressive poets Uh, they combine these uh, uh, qualities in one in a very beautiful way i don't think that this happens very often in fact the other uh, striking example of this combination of um, sophisticated art and immense popular reach is uh, the bhakti movement which we have kept coming back to uh, and in future episodes we are going to take Uh, a deep dive into bhakti poetry bhakti poets and places that are associated with these poets so we will go from here to banaras next time and from there onwards we will continue our journey to many other locations in india where bhakti flourished at different points in our history
make sure you check out the show notes where we share the show resources and acknowledgements. And don't forget to subscribe or like our channel for future episodes. आप सुन रहे हैं रेडियो अजीम प्रेम जी यूनिवर्सिटी 